Dave Benjamin is with us. He's the co-founder and executive director of the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project. It's a beautiful day like today. It's hot. You just want to jump in the lake and cool off. But there are currents that you don't see that could have led to the death of a few people in the Chicago and Indiana area over the next couple or the past couple weeks. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us. Is that what has happened with these recent deaths in Lake Michigan? Was it underwater currents? Uh, yeah, there's uh, different currents involved in the last uh, three incidents. Um, the one that Foster's Beach, even though the waves weren't very big, uh, the water was choppy, and we had northerly winds that switched to northeast, so you get longshore currents that flow parallel to shore, even if they're not breaking big, and then it runs into the pier. And from the video I saw of the conditions and, you know, from the interviews of witnesses that were also uh, aired, I mean, that sounds pretty much like what happened, as well as the seven-year-old boy at the Portage Lake Fernand River Walk and then the uh, 20-year-old male uh, at Porter Beach. Uh, so there's, you know, waves and currents. And, and also, a person's swimming ability does play into this. A seven-year-old doesn't have a very strong swimming ability. And I think it was mentioned that the 20-year-old at Porter Beach um, was not a swimmer. Yeah, it's just so tragic. I feel for those families. Are there lifeguards on duty? And would it be wise to never jump in Lake Michigan unless there is a lifeguard on duty? Uh, you are much safer swimming at a lifeguarded beach during the lifeguarded hours. It depends on an individual's, you know, swimming ability and experience, and if they're they're building up to that. Uh, Porter Beach and Portage Lakefront and Riverwalk are part of the Indiana Dunes National Parks, and they do not have lifeguards or public rescue equipment or updated beach hazard signage. So there's a little bit of a deficiency out there, and it should be well noted that drowning is the second leading cause of death at national parks, so national parks really should step up water safety um, going forward. Uh, absolutely. And then, unfortunately, with the uh, Foster Beach one, that was after lifeguarded hours. And, um, you know, I, I believe lifeguards, if they were on duty in all three of these, uh, would have been able to prevent the incident from happening or rescue them once they were in trouble. Oh, that's tragic. Because we have people in the city uh, who swim every day. The minute, you know, it's warm enough, they're in the water every day, many times with a wetsuit on, but that's their form of exercise, and they don't seem to have an issue. But my recollection is they swim um, adjacent to the shoreline when they do their laps. Uh, correct. They're swimming parallel to shore or parallel to the, uh, the like, the lakefront trail. Uh, they're not, gen not generally swimming a couple hundred yards away from shore. And oftentimes they'll have a flotation device with them, a little uh, orange buoy that's trailing behind them. Uh, one, it's for visibility. So if someone's on a boat or jet ski, they're not going to get run over. Uh, but it could also provide flotation if they were to get in trouble in the water because even strong swimmers drown. 66% uh, mm -hmm. of all drowning victims were actually good, strong, competent swimmers. It's just that something could happen, whether it's a, a leg cramp or stomach cramp, or they accidentally just choke on some water, um, or they have like a panic attack. Just uh, you know, being in the water can be a little overwhelming if someone is overcome with exhaustion. And what is the water temp right now? Uh, you know, it depends where you are. Uh, I think 
I'm, I'm in uh, Sawyer, Michigan right now, and I think the water temperature is about 62 degrees. Mm. So it's still a little chilly, but it's tolerable. But you don't want to be in for long periods of time because even on a day like today, you know, it could have uh, hypothermic events on your body. And before I let you go, Dave, what is the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project? I know you're the co-founder and the executive director. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, we are a non uh, we're a nonprofit, 501c3 charitable organization, and we track the drownings in the Great Lakes. We teach water safety. We work with family and friends of drowning victims, and we also provide in-service training for lifeguards and first responders. And somebody just sent in a text and said, what is the shallowest level that a dangerous current can be found? Um, well, a dangerous current can be right on the shoreline. It, it depends on the incline of the beach. Uh, so you could have water that's piling towards the shore coming from deep water, right? You know, if it's a high incline beach and it's going to break right on the shoreline and that water will be receding pretty strong as the next wave is coming over. So you can have strong currents in, uh, you know, knee deep water. What we need to understand is whenever there's breaking waves, there are dangerous currents and the strength of the currents increase with the size of the waves. Is a one- or two-foot wave dangerous for adult-sized people? Not really, but for a young child, it could be very dangerous. And again, as those waves get uh, larger, it's going to have an impact on a person's, you know, poor swimming ability. And then in addition to that, you know, we have sandbar formations, and some people don't understand sandbars. There are hills of sand in the water that can have various water depths. So you could be close to shore, you know, 10 feet Mm -hmm. from the water line and be in water over your head, or you could be, you know, 100 feet from the shoreline and be in knee-deep water. It all depends on the beach formations and how the sandbars form after each wind and wave event. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a good reminder for everyone to share with their family members as we approach a weekend that's going to be warm and people want to jump in the lake. That's Dave Benjamin, co-founder and executive director of the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project. Hey, Ray Kaplan was on with John. So many people had questions Of course, Ray will help you with student loans. She also has questions or answers to your questions about loan forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. That's next. If you have a question, 312-981-7200. First to check on weather and traffic.